0: Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. And uh, in this episode, we're going to start it off a little bit different. Uh, We're going to read out a little bit of a letter from Motorsport Australia and Targa regarding the 2021 Targa that's just just occurred in Tasmania. Ori. Dear competitors, officials and the wider Targa
1: community. It has been a tough few days for our motorsport family as we mourn the tragic loss of three wonderful people who sadly lost their lives doing what they loved. On behalf of both Motorsport Australia and Targa, we once again extend our sympathies to their families, friends and, of course, to the wider community impacted by these tragic events. Shane Navin, Lee Mundy and Dennis Nagel remain in our thoughts now and into the future. Their contributions to the sport over many years will not be forgotten.
0: Yes, it was a very difficult time the last couple of days of Targa. Uh, Very sombre. Um, the thoughts go out to these people and their families it was certainly um, not a very nice note to leave
1: Yeah, I mean uh, Mick you were lucky enough to do a couple of targets, um, this was my first target and I must admit the first you know, three days, four days was fantastic and then when you hear the news of you know, someone losing their life it, uh, it, did, it did change the event didn't yeah.
0: it? When I heard on Friday about, about lunchtime there's some distressing news that has, has occurred um, I drove that afternoon and I must admit, it was a very difficult drive because I was just thinking about what could have happened because I didn't know at that stage. And then the next morning was even more difficult, starting the morning, and then we hear of the tragic news another two, well, two on on the Saturday. So
1: yeah, and I think it just reiterates the fact, yeah, it's a dangerous sport. What we're doing, uh, rally days, track days, and all these, you know. Um, Target Tasmania, Adelaide rallies, whatever rally you're doing, it's still very, very yeah. dangerous.
0: and they do say, look, motorsport is dangerous and, you know, you go into it knowing uh, what could could eventuate. Um, but normally it's fairly rare, but unfortunately in this case uh, it didn't eventuate like that. So,
1: but anyway. You drove in it for the second year, Mick?
0: For the second the year? S- or the second
1: time you've second done Target. Time. So the
0: last time was 2019, um, they didn't have the COVID, uh, sorry, the COVID, and this one here. Same setup, we drove over from, from Adelaide to Melbourne. Yeah. So I drove the Dino, the 74 Dino 308 GD4 and we shared the driving with you, Ori. That was uh, yeah, I loved it. a bit noisy, but we got there all right. Yeah, and I really, it was actually the longest drive I got to drive the Dino
1: and I really started to appreciate the car so much more than just the little drives I've done around the city, having driving, a, you know, across to Melbourne on a beautiful highway. Fantastic.
0: Great. And how smooth is it? It really drives very smooth. I mean, we're talking about a standard set-up car, 1974. It was They were ahead of their time when you compare them to the equivalent Australian cars and that. It was certainly... Look, 100% comfortable, number one, tick. The engine growl
1: and noise at 3,000 revs, tick. The gear changes, tick. Smooth. Seamless, yep. smooth, beautiful. just go, like the braking. Yeah, you know what? A little bit difficult steering at low speeds round, but we weren't. You know, we weren't really doing car park speeds to you know fuel that. But you can. It's a heavy steering. wheel. don't get me wrong, it hasn't got uh, power steering, but otherwise, Mick, just beautiful. Yeah, clutch, beautiful. Clutch
0: is a little bit heavy, but clutch is a little bit heavy, but beautiful, beautiful drive. I really sat, appreciated it. Sat on that speed all all day long. No problem. We ended up doing 800 and something kilometres, you know, to get there. We went with a competition car. So the competition car, which was the AC124, the Fiat, a lovely little car. So that's completely redone, remodified
1: to a race car. That is. Roll
0: cage. That is purpose-built. Purpose-built rally car uh, in uh, the thoroughbred class. So they were limited to 130 kilometres an hour, I think, something like that. But he still left the original engine. It's the original engine. I mean they did do it up, of course, but yeah, That's it's totally original good. engine, so it's in that category. And uh that went on a trailer, so that got trailered to, to Melbourne. Yeah. And then it comes off the trailer at Melbourne, or you know, it was near enough, uh, yep. yeah. Meredith, whatever. And then we go over on the spirit of Tasmania. Um
1: Mate, and I must admit we've got some photos and we'll we'll put them on Instagram. But seeing all the classics and all well, all the cars, right? There's a heap of classics lining up to get onto the spirit of Tasmania to go across. Yeah, that was great, especially and the waiting because you got to walk around the cars and have a look at them all. Fantastic.
0: And when you park on there, the, the boat's huge. There's classic cars everywhere. When I say classic cars, there's a lot of modern ones there. There's a, a big group of Lotus because they're very good at Targa. Yeah. yeah. Um, Porsche. Plenty of Porsche. when yeah, you we'll get Porsche. to that.
1: Maybe too many Porsches, but a lot
0: of Porsches. A lot, a lot of, of Porsches. Of Porsches. Um, there's a big, big variety, all oh, sorts. Mate,
1: Mercedes-Benz, Bentleys, Volvos. Actually, you know what? It's easier to name a car that wasn't there, a make of a car that That's wasn't right. there. right. Because everything was covered. It was fantastic to see. Alfa, and, and some, you know, obviously rally ready. They were racers with the roll cages and set up to rally. And others were tourers, but they were just, you know, looked pristine, ready to go. And how about the gentleman that bought his brand-new Mustang? Across. A brand new
0: Mustang, a Type uh, R spec, R spec um, Mustang. Mustang. How many kilometers do they have on it?
1: Seven hundred kilometers. <laughs> you know, he's, and he's brought it across the target Tasmania, and not knowing what target Tasmania was going to be when we got there, Mick. Although these guys are fantastic. Lamborghini. Lamborghini, Lamborghini. Lamborghini SV uh, SV Super Veloce. Lamborghini um, uh, Mushiala. Uh, Mus- no uh,
0: Aventador. I think. Aventador. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So Unbelievable. So it, it, is, it is surprising the variety of people that you get. Some have been doing Targa for many, many years. And we're talking, you know, 30 years or, or whatever. Well, 29 years of Targa. Uh, well, David, the in the competition, Fiat, he's done 20. 20 years, yeah. competed acknowledged on, the, uh, on one of the nights as
1: participating in 20 Targas. Just phenomenal. And the other thing is I noticed
0: how many husband and wife teams... Well, you can do it because in the tour, well, even in the competition, you've got husband and wife teams. Well, you know, like uh, and, and, David and Kit, yeah. they they do it together. That's unbelievable. But,
1: yeah, there's some older participants. And, you know, obviously they go they their pace, but they participate and they love it and they do every target around the world, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I must admit for myself, especially after the little incident we had in 2019, I was more focused this time. I had Colin Karate as as a navigator that's done a lot of navigating. Well, I think this was his 12th or 13th Targa he yeah. mentioned. Apart from the Adelaide rallies and other rallies he's done, he's done plenty of – so it was reassuring to have someone like that, you know, reading the book. So how different was that for you, Mick? I look, Cause you'd I, done Adelaide rally with him,
1: so you knew how good he was as a navigator already.
0: But going into Targa – I Look, it gave me a lot of confidence for two reasons. One is – you know, he would be able to read the book and what you know, target officials give you, and preempt what's going to happen, or you know, what corners and how difficult and things like that. And so, when you're looking ahead, when you're driving, you're more relaxed, so you can focus on what you need to do without worrying about what happens after this next corner. You know, so having a um, a navigator that you know, I mean, you did navigating for a little bit, but that's the first time you try your hardest. But you haven't got the experience. No, correct.
1: I mean, you're. Re- I'm reading the books and looking at the signs and trying to study everything, you know, the weeks leading up to it to try and understand it. But someone that would have done it for many a year in many different content comp- must be so much easier because it just flows off the tongue. He knows exactly what it all means. The different numbers of the different tightness of turns yes. um, coming up, I think was fantastic. You were... Speed limited also? We were tour- speed limited.
0: So we had the rally safe and speed limit to 120 kilometres an hour and they're quite strict on that, which is good. But also what happens is with, with the navigator that really knows their job, at the end of the day, I wasn't tired, not mentally or physically. Were the first target you were, me? Oh, I was definitely tired. But I think, to be fair, um, I've sort of been doing a bit of exercise uh, you know you know four or five times a week every you know in the mornings I'll do you know three quarters an hour of exercise which has definitely helped arm exercise running a little bit bits and pieces not not a lot but it does really help so that part's great and in the tour we had phenomenal variety in the tour and I think the tour there's 300 cars total with the competitors cars and the tour and I think uh I think there was a hundred and what, two hundred cars in the tour. In the tour, yeah. There's a lot of cars in the tour. Um, so you the preparation
1: for this target, obviously you didn't take the seventy seven, that's getting the full nut and bolt restoration, which we're getting closer and closer to seeing and it's Certainly getting more are. and more exciting. Have a look at the Instagram page and have a look how it's coming along. But you changed something else on the car that you took across. Different to last time.
0: The tyres. The tyres made a big difference, Ori. The semi-slicks or the road-legal track tyres, they were phenomenal, I must admit. They were Bridgestone, RE, RS, whatever the latest ones. Uh, Not too expensive, but they were phenomenal. The car handled superbly. I mean, we did actually prepare the car nicely, so, you know, we stiffened up bits and pieces, checked it all over, and, you know, a couple of days before we... uh, Found out that we had a puncture in one of the one of the rims, one of the tires. Sorry, and uh, we got that fixed. So we did prepare it properly. The car. What I didn't prepare was the heater wasn't working. When you do need your heater in Targa, um, yeah, it's cold. So preparation is key. And uh, so just on the tires, if you if you had had those tires on the seventy seven, do you think the accident still would have happened? The little slide off. Uh, it's interesting that's an interesting question. My guess is is probably not, but if I was focused more, then I, it w- I wouldn't have come off because you know we were quite relaxed that last day and just driving really, uh, and it was wet and things like. And the same last day, this this time on the Saturday morning we went past the same corner. and I can understand why I came off because you're going around a corner that tightens up halfway through. So, halfway through, I'm slamming on my brakes on the wrong, wrong side. So, the camber's the wrong way trying to turn. Yeah. So, look, you live and learn. But I think what I've learned from last time, and even Colin was saying, we've, you've got to make sure you concentrate. Don't worry about taking photos, videos, things like that while you're driving. Concentrate.
1: Yeah. I, having done that twice now, Mick, some of the roads you did, well, some of the um, stages would have been the same, or would they changed them?
0: A lot of them were the same, but they do introduce new ones every now and then.
1: Doing the same ones, did that help having done them before or had you forgotten them? Not
0: really. I've forgotten them. Look, you know, because I don't regularly do that and you get told where to turn left, turn right, you know, it's a seven, it's an eight, it's whatever it might be. You know, I really didn't know where I was. With Launceston we did three days, I think, in Launceston. Yes. And then two days in Strawn. So you're travelling and you're going up one way and then an up, down the other way.
1: Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, Tasmania is a little island off the coast of Australia. It used to be connected millions of years ago and it's fallen away and you pretty much cover the whole island. Well, we've done just under 4,000 kilometres. North, south, east, west. I think Targa itself is 2,400, 2,600 kilometres that you you cover in Tasmania.
0: Yeah, there was one day... The, you know, with the transport stages and the closed roads is 686 kilometres. Yeah, that's
1: a, that's a long day. That's
0: a long day. And you're getting up the crack of dawn. Well, not even the crack of dawn before that, because it's dark. Yeah. It, it, look, it, you really need to be committed
1: to these events. If you're going to participate in them, I didn't actually understand how committed you needed to be. And I was shocked that people that don't have little crews with them.
0: Oh, you definitely need the crews. You know, it's So much easier.
1: And I didn't understand why you needed it. But until, until you get there, I mean I was lucky enough to work with Mario from Veloce Motorsport as his uh, you know, navigator, let's say, or pit crew. And we'll talk about that in another episode. But I learnt so much. And I'm you know, six hundred and eighty kilometres, you need to refuel a few times.
0: Yeah. So, you know, and some of the refueling spots are far, far between. So, you know, they, you know, all the crews are there with jerry cans and things like that. But, you know, going back to the normal days racing, I mean, the first day the Viper crashed out. You know, I mean, we're talking a seven litre car, open roads, unlimited. You know, it's phenomenal. And they're actually experienced people because they've won it, I think, a few times. The thing is, it's a closed
1: road. It's a closed road, but by no means has got any other safety features for the for the Targa
0: event. No, it's just normal closed road. So yeah. you've got trees, you've got armco barriers, you've got valleys, you've got rain, you've got uh, coarse roads, slippery roads, hills, you know, cliff faces. Y- you've got everything, and really, you can't take it lightly. You no. do need to focus and concentrate. And,
1: and I think you you definitely need if you are going to participate at that higher level. You need to have a lot of driving experience. I would have thought. Otherwise...
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, I mean, I look at it and I look at the the tour that we did and the tour that we did in the Adelaide Rally, but more so in Targa because it's so long. Now, you have tour leaders. I was fortunate after to, our tour leader was Jim Richards and Barry Oliver, which are icons for Australian motorsport and um, and he's won Targa Tasmania outright himself I don't know how many times. But them two together, Ori. How many how many targets did they do? Uh, they've done well. They've done I think over
1: an 80s. No, he's done 78 or 79 events. He's about to complete his. Well, I think this was the 79th rallies rally, and uh, next year where Targa celebrates their 30th anniversary will be his 80th
0: Targa event. That's unbelievable, and you know so I was. I was fortunate enough to be. He was the lead car. Was behind him a few times, and he's got the. He was in a nine eleven GT three RS. So it was great following him. And you know, when we come up to really sharp, sharp corners, you know, he would actually put on his indicator to signify to the people behind him, like myself, that hey, hang on, mate, make sure you put enough brake because we've got to go around a sharp corner. Yeah. So that he, helps. He was, Stuff like that helps. Come a, on. As, as they call him, Gentleman Jim, he was absolutely fantastic. And, and they appreciated me trying to keep up with him, you know, in my 74 Dino. Um, but it, it was great following someone that you'd had confidence in as well. Oh, look, there's no overtaking. No and overtaking on the closed roads.
1: No, correct. So, you know, there's no racing per se, you, you know, in the tour.
0: No. However, what happens is some... Some people can go uh, want to go slower. Some actually want to be more spirited. You know, I like to drive spirited. So what happens is, as the as the stages go on, then you mix and match. So the slower car will go towards the back. I mean, there was uh, there was one guy in an Alpha One Hundred and Five. You know, yeah, elderly car. gentleman with uh, with uh, his niece or someone I can't remember. And uh, I mean, he was going at his pace. He came off the road once a little bit, no damage to anything. He came back the next day, still driving, having a great time. Really, really loved it. There was two guys all dressed up in their racing suit, matching racing suits in a Honda NSX, immaculate NSX, doing, you know, 2,000 or so kilometres around Targa, you know. And, And they were having a ball, but they were at the back. They didn't want to break any land speed records. Yeah.
1: And, and that's one thing I noticed, the camaraderie and just the participation factor that people just want to be around other people that like-minded, love cars. Everyone just got on. And I loved in the tour, everyone wants to know what's in your car. What Can I have a look at your car? Can we, you know, they want to talk about what you've done to your car. And meanwhile, they've got theirs that they'd love to talk about and show off. I love that.
0: Yeah, you're all there for the same reason. You love cars, you're passionate, you love the rally. you love the sport, and that does make it really enjoyable. And I looked at, um, in the tour, the first three days of the tour, Zagami, I think, had a group there of Ferraris. Uh, yeah, so I noticed that too, yeah. So Ferraris were only there for the first three days? Yeah, so they come from Melbourne, so it's an easy trip for them to go on the Spirit of Tasmania. They do the Launceston cycle which is three three days of you know just still the, six stages a day still 18 different stages yeah, and not only that we had gravel we had wet i mean those those cars were getting used so i, I was thinking about some of them because some of them are brand new well i'm
1: glad you said that me because that's what i didn't realize going to target i thought this is going to be great like you know like adelaide rally the roads are fairly good there's no dirt there's no gravel there's Mate, some of the conditions of some of these Ferraris I saw on day one or two, day two actually it was, covered in mud, yep. gravel, you know, loose bitumen on bonnet, stuck in there, wheels. Wheel arches. Uh, wheel oh, I'm like, oh my, there was an F8 Tributo that was red, the back was
0: brown. Brown, yeah. Brown. And no, thought, because even between closed stages, sometimes you're going on dirt roads. Yeah, so you know what, I take my hat to everyone that... Has bought their
1: new car, whatever. And that's that's the other beautiful thing I loved about it. Hey, this is what these cars are made to, They're made, made to be driven. Made, to made be to be, driven. And it doesn't matter the conditions. They're out there. The gentleman in the Lamborghini who was racing, I think he was doing the, um, what's it, the time, distance, TDS. Oh,
0: TDS. Yeah, time, TSD, distance. sorry. Time, speed, speed and distance. distance.
1: He was in that category. Mate, hats off to him. Hats off because... There's a lot of expensive cars out there, but no one was a prima donna in any of them. They are there to be driven. That's right. And you wash them and you clean them, and we cleaned our cars every night and things like that.
0: But geez, some of the conditions meet. Oh, look! It was look. It was really the, you can say some of the conditions were treacherous. It's a it's a grueling six days for man and machine, as they say. Yeah, one hundred percent. It actually, if you're
1: not. Comfortable putting your car through the paces because it's not going to come back the condition that it left. No, that, that's you know right, what?
0: for sure. There is going to be something on the car, you know, stone chip, you know, whatever. You're going to have something that's gone wrong. But look, a lot of them would, you know, for example, the Ferraris, most of them would have had uh, PPF, paint yeah. protection film. So, but even that, you know, if it's not fully wrapped, and even if it is fully wrapped, some of the stuff, you know, you're going to get damaged.
1: Oh, 100%. And look, I, I showed my wife some of the photos when we got home, and she said, and you were going to take your car there, were you? I was like, you know what? Had, having not known what it was all about... You would have taken it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And now, would you have taken it? No, I don't think so. Hence, while we're in discussions... Do, of what we do. Do yeah. we build a car just for rallying or just for, you know, track days and things yeah. like that?
0: And you know, that's and that's a very good point, because we've talked about that. And if I look at, you know, we look at the David's car, the yeah. AC one two four. Now he's in thoroughbred, he's limited to 130 kilometers an hour, but it's a purpose built car. Doesn't matter if it gets a scratch. That's what it's for. Yeah,
1: I, I, I actually think it's one of the. I think it's the second or third oldest car in the whole fleet. Nineteen sixty nine. No, it, it's a
0: seventy two. His.
1: I thought it was a sixty nine. No, it's okay. A, oh, that's sixty nine because it, it definitely is a sixty nine.
0: AC Fiat one two four. Yeah, you might be right. Sorry. Um,
1: as he used to race, well, he used to race the uh, little Fiat. Cinquecento. Yeah, the –
0: no, but they call it the The Puck. The The Puck. Puck. The Puck. So it's Austrian built.
1: Correct, special Austrian. And so he used to race that, and that was a 1969 also. So he's one of the oldest cars in the tour or in the the actual whole uh, Targa, and I think one of the slowest also.
0: Yeah, well, the Puck certainly was one of the slowest, and that's what what he found because he raced that for, I don't know, 10, 15 years or whatever. Um, But the difficult thing is some of them going up some of the hills, they would be struggling, whereas now he's okay.
1: So he's doing the speed limit that he can, 130, and get it there, but at certain times and stuff, and he he loves it. He loves it. He loves it, right? And, you know, day one, unfortunately, you know, there's so many calculations, Mick, and we are having to meet them where they've got to be met to refuel whatever you need to do during the um, transit stages. And what happens day one? We run out of fuel run 800 metres before the, the last stage finish, which means that's it, Targa's over. You can't get the Targa plate if you don't complete every stage.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, Mick, he that actually, was devastating. He was devastating, but actually had a very good attitude because he said, look, I'm here to enjoy myself. All I want to do just just keep improving. So whether I get the plate or not, I'm just doing every closed stage see if I improve on my previous times. Well,
1: he had a podium finish last year, so I think that's what the yeah. de- the disappointment was because he knew that wasn't going to happen again without that. But to your point, I saw his notes uh, every night and he had numbers there. And I said, what's that? They were last year's times for those stages or previous best times that he had in those stages. And you're right,
0: all he wanted to do is beat those times personally. Correct. His personal So best. he did his PBs basically. And what they would do in the night before – is they would look at their pace notes. So apart from the book lot we had in the tour, you can have pace notes. So that, that tells them, you know, it's a three-corner coming with 150 straight, whatever. So that gives them more confidence of how to do the track. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot of preparation if you're participating as a competitor. But even in the tour, there's a lot of preparation. A lot of preparation. But... but yeah, the the main thing is that you personally fit mentally and physically and the car is. look they're,
1: they're a great experience to attend to witness to see, to be part of. um you just got to be really careful.
0: yeah, really careful. and look, you do have a good time it's it's a long time and we we're ten days away. yeah, it is a long for us it's long yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, if you lived in Tasmania, I probably could go home at night this and that but.
0: Or Melbourne, you, you know, you just get across uh, that night and you, you're on the ferry and where you go. But from us, South Australia,
1: it's a two-day trek. You know, one going, one coming back. Um, so really eight days, six days as target. And then the prep day before and the prep day after. Yes. So, But did it's you think on. it was tiring, though? Because I must admit, and we're going all day. Well, so you were tired – well, you weren't tired because you were quite energetic after your drive, um, enthusiastic and, you know, upbeat. But it was tiring, I suppose – you know, having to do that six days we're waking up at five o'clock 4 30 in the morning five o'clock because you're you know you, you're at the meet yeah park firm early getting the cars ready i was tired because i was actually working me
0: yeah because you had to think about what you're doing where you're meeting them we'll, we'll talk about that we'll next come, time yeah, we'll
1: come talk about that next time but you know i remember you saying come to tasmania you'll love it it's a great experience Your target's
0: the best well mick let me tell you I worked for 10 days. I yeah, worked for 10 days. Anyway, we'll
1: talk about that in another episode.
0: But, yeah. but you know, one of the incidents I like um, on at launches, that I, you know, it was we wake up one morning and it said, you know, it's going to be minus something. So get to my car and it's ice all over the car. The windscreen is full of ice. The windscreen wipers are stuck, all right? Yeah, see. So I thought, how am I going to get this off? Not only that, I've got no heater. <laughs> so, so I've got no heater. <laughs> All right. So Mario and his already had switched on his heater and misted yep. the, the window and where you go. I had to pour hot water on the windscreen. Carefully. Carefully, not to put, you know, boiling Drink. water to crack the windscreen and uh, and to get the wipers well, unstuck. To be honest, you
1: should have poured uh, boiling water on it. you got to crack windscreen uh, windscreen in the end anyway. We ended up
0: doing that anyways. That's right. So, That's right. But so... Uh, the problem with Colin, though, and myself in the car, it was freezing in the car, and to defog the the uh, windscreen, didn't have a heater, so I put the air conditioner on.
1: And so that would be why Colin came home with a cold. Uh, yeah,
0: that's probably why he did. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, look, uh, Target Tasmania, any rally, uh, you know, I take my hat off to the uh, heavy com- competitors, but certainly the organisers, it's a it's a lot of work all round, but. As we said, motorsport is dangerous. You do have to be careful and things can go wrong. But anyway, Ori, I think we're going to leave it there. So um, thank you. And uh, like always, you can reach the show at mickandori at gmail.com or on our Instagram. And with the tag, I think we will have some uh, YouTube video as well. So remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.